check, check, white check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. We are back. The Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Three more nationals to go, folks. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships winding up. Unadilla this weekend, Bud's Creek, and then Indiana. And that's a wrap. 702-586-7857. You got something on your mind? You want to talk some moto? You want to talk some MXGP? Talk some MXDN if you want? We're going to give away a Fly Racing F2 granite helmet and a Pro Taper snapback hat today on the show. Jason Wygant from uh, talking about Loretta's. And then Paul Parabinos will be our guests. Lots to get to, man. 702-586-7857. Thank you, Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. 2020 gear out now. Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Justin Bogle, just some of the guys that are wearing it out there. And you'll see the new colors, the new styles, the new additions of all the Fly Racing lineup. Uh, if you go to flyracing.com on the web or you go to your local dealer, pound on the counter and demand to see Fly Racing gear. Thanks to the folks at Git, Justin Barca, Aaron Plessinger, Run and Git, 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 uh, ECUs, two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs, uh, doing it well and doing it great. Uh, many, many races, many races, many titles won with the folks from Git, and uh, they've got some great products. Thanks to Pro Taper as well, JGR Suzuki, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, all on board with uh, Pro Taper bars and sprockets. Thanks to Maxis as well, Maxis MSST tires, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ Cantanzaro. And we want to thank the 100% guys. The Armega Goggle is out now. They won all three Supercross championships, whether it's Cooper Webb, Chase Sexton, or Dylan Ferrandez. They all wear uh, 100% and they rely on ex- exclusively 100% goggles. To see more and ride fast from the most extreme conditions, you go to ride100percent.com, use the code MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. Thanks to the folks at 100%. For coming on board, like I said, three more nationals to go. Lots to talk about. Uh, taking your calls, holding things down over there. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Taser Life. Taser Life, bro. Taser Life. You got one. I did it. Intense Taser. Yep. You are a proud owner. Of you are the, on the e-bike train. I am officially on the train. I got got the black and gray one. I actually requested to pay 10% over invoice just to show support yeah, i like that uh yep but i got it and i'm taking it out today i like that i like your back on the e-bikes or you're yes. on e-bikes I should i'm say. on it you're gonna love it we can start riding together yes again. we can yes well we, can. we could before anyways yeah, it wasn't that I, big of a deal yeah. but not to uh, you pulp mx 10 is the code to save at in10cycles.com be like tits get a taser get a taser simple. Uh, all right everybody like i said we got paul parabinos coming up to talk a little bit about the nationals but uh, loretta lynn's isn't that far in the rearview mirror uh, the week of the amateur national championships uh, held in uh, Tennessee? And uh, since we didn't do a recap podcast like we normally do, and I don't know why we didn't do it, we thought we'd get Jason Wygant on the phone right now anyways. Weege, what's up? Ha, I did one on my own podcast. Suck it, Mathis. Oh, there we go. That's why you didn't hit me up, bastard. Um, well, I don't know. I'm just waiting for the invite. I mean, I, I was ready, willing, and able. But, uh, you know, you let the ball... Bill Buckner between your legs, man. Yeah. Terrible. Wow. You know yep. me. I mean, I'm right up on the amateur stuff. It's really odd for me to uh, yeah. to not follow it, you know? I'm, so. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't call every day. Yeah. Really up there. Yeah. I'm shocked. Um, yeah. Well, look, hey, uh, Jalik Swole is going to race this weekend. Jet Lawrence is racing. Joe Schmoda is racing. Car- Carson Mumford's racing. Um, so we are going to have some heavy hitters making their pro debuts this weekend, which is a little bit more than usual. Yeah. Yeah. It's. And uh, you're going to enjoy this, but part of the reason is that new rule, like the old rule, which allows amateurs to race pro, uh-huh. uh, yep. Mumford and probably Lawrence are scheduled to go back, at least at the moment. 
Um, I guess if they go 1-1, maybe they'll say, ah, you're ready. Mm-hmm. But uh, Shimoda's straight-up pro. He's part of the Geico team now. He'll race Supercross for sure next year. The other two, they're young, and they're probably just doing this as their tryout. I know you love that rule, but oh, you I love can thank it, it yep. to adding extra dudes to Unadilla's roster. Yeah, it's, it makes yeah. it makes it pretty mm-hmm. exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so 702-586-7857, by the way, if you want to call in and talk some Nationals or talk some Loretta's with myself and Wygant, we're going to give some stuff away. Um, biggest couple of takeaways from the week of the ranch, like any class, any rider, anything open your eyes, anything catch your attention. What was buzzing, uh, at the, at the week down there? Uh, hang on. There's a uh, ambulance on its way past my house. So just get ready for that. Yep. Okay. Um, Jet Lawrence for sure was the most buzzed. He opened the most eyes. I don't think anyone expected this. It's so crazy. I mean, listen how crazy. Yeah, I mean that that is the Jet Lawrence bandwagon, right? That, when you start talking, yes, when you start talking Jet Lawrence, these are the kind of things that happen. <laughs> um, fire fire trucks go by. Uh, I talked to people who were at other amateur races this year, and they said he's been really good. But this level, where he won the very first moto he's ever in at Loretta's, which is pretty much never happens, mm-hmm. probably because most guys race there since they were twelve or right, sorry right. five, and then by the time they're pro, they're twelve years in. But uh, he won his very first moto. His riding style was unbelievably awesome and smooth and Kevin Windham-like. He's hilarious and unfiltered on the podium. That, for sure, got the most buzz. Mm-hmm. His bike broke. They said it was actually the kill switch went bad in one of his motos. It cost him a title. That cost him the Horizon Award. Had that not have happened, he would have won, and it would have been simple. But instead, I can only say that he was had the most buzz as opposed to he was clearly yep. the best. Okay. The titles weren't there just he, by bad luck. But he won one title or no? He got shot out of both. No, then the other one, uh, he did get a bad – he did get – and that's why they eventually gave the Horizon Award to Swole. They also were in another class, and uh, in the third moto, it came down to who won. Swole got the whole shot. Lawrence and Shimoda didn't. They were tracking him down, but they ran out of time. So that okay. Swole did, straight up, in that class, earn it. Um, you could say individually, overall, in the six times they raced, Jet Lawrence was better, but it don't matter if your bike breaks. He lost one title, and he got second yeah. in the other. So he, yeah. he was the buzz of the week. Oh, dude, I, his riding style, he looks like he's riding at 80% when he's going at oh, really? everybody yeah, else. Yeah, it, yeah. It's crazy. Plus, you got to imagine at Unadilla especially, that's going to really serve him well. So look out. So so why not just turn pro? Like, or, or is he not just not quite there yet? Like, I mean. Well, first of all, he literally turned 16 yesterday. So that's how young he is. Okay. But here's the real reason, Steve. The real problem is. Just like his brother. They have no idea in Supercross. None. He told me he's never ridden it. So uh, I, I think they're going to have to go through an offseason and see him try Supercross to, to know if he's ready to get thrown to the Wolves, um, either you know east or west next year, or maybe he needs a whole another year. Right. But it didn't work for Hunter. He never made it in. No, no. So I think that's the big problem. Ah, yeah. okay. All right. Um, yeah. Yep. So... Uh... Is is this weekend? Who is Swole going to do the? Is Jet going to do the best out of the group of them? Swole going to be the guy. I think the potential is there for Jet to be the best. Swole is more of a long play. Mm-hmm. Now you know who Swole is trained to coach. Oh, by. believe me, I know. I've got the story. I, I know this is my guy. Yeah. So are you in on this? Are you in on Swole? I mean, he's Red Dog's guy. Yep. He's Red Dog's he, he, prodigy, he's guy. Red Dog's prodigy guy for a number of years too. He's, Timmy's been working with him for a long time. So yeah, I'm looking forward to so seeing you're how. Pumped. Are you on? Are you Team Swole because of Team Red Dog? Uh, I, I don't know if I call myself Team Swole, but I, I'm there. I'm there. I'm supporting. I'm, okay. su- I'm supporting it. You are. Okay. All right. D- Timmy definitely moves the needle. Yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, uh, but anyway, I think the book on Swole is that he's more of a, unlike a lot of the amateurs who we know can do an unbelievable fast lap and then they crash or they fade. I think the long game, and especially when you combine it with this team that's known for being very patient with their riders, and Timmy, who I don't know if you remember, Known for his consistency. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Lots of podiums. Yes, lots of podiums. Um, lots of podiums. So I think you combine all that and his natural style, which is more like that. I mm-hmm. think in the long run, he's going to be good. I don't know if he's perfectly suited for, like, I'm going to come out one race one day and blow everyone's mind. Yep. But I bet you two years from now we're like, man, that really worked out. Kind of like we're saying with uh, Moseman right now. But Swole is at a higher level now than Moseman was at this part. So Yeah. 
two yeah, years from it, now, he might even be ahead. Yeah, you know what? Mosman was in a group of kids that I would talk about and being like, they're not ready. That you know, this this system no. isn't working. And thankfully yeah. for Mosman, he picked it up. But Jordan Bailey, Sean Cantrell, and and, and no. you know, even even Falk. um even Falk, you know, like they yeah, it's not working out. It's not yeah. working out. And and so you know, in comes Swole, out goes Jordan Bailey. I assume. Right and, and and Jordan Bailey can pull him aside and be like, "Hey, kid, you got two years." <laughs> it's true. It's true. And Bobby Hewitt's big on. He says it really takes three to really know what you've got. But he's like convincing sponsors and management and everybody to give us three years with a kid is not easy. Right. When the results are that good. So honestly, Moseman, dude, he was probably getting a little close. I'd say. Yeah. It not working out. Right. Oh, for sure. But he, yeah. Yeah. But he, he fixed it. Um, so Swole's at a higher level than Moseman was, so he should be fine in the long run. And and uh, I've had some people that follow the amateur stuff closer than I do. It's hard to believe there are a few people, though. Um, they're, yeah, I know. They're yeah. surprised at Mumford. They're, they, they're even trying it. They're surprised that Mumford's even trying it. Where are you at on that? Yeah, well, again, I'm, I'm trying to remind everyone that it's a different try than what we're used to the last five or six years when the rule changed. This is literally, why not? I might as well just see where I'm at. I can still race amateur next year. That's all. Okay. Uh, yep. He is. And I talked to my shack, you know, who we know who is co-owner of the team. He's like, yeah, he's an amateur trying a pro race. It is not. He's not a pro. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, why. Uh, yep. Pierce Brown still bothered by that shoulder, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's not going to race this weekend. I talked to TK. So he he did okay, Loretta's. He managed to get a podium in a moto. You could tell he definitely wasn't 100%, and then he wadded it up again. Yep. So they're sitting him. So just more bad news for TLD. <laughs> what else? Uh, I know we texted during the week at some point, and you were saying RM Army is back. Yeah, a couple things. So RM Army is back. Um, they got the team that Larry Brooks is running. They didn't make a huge impact the last two years, but right. you can really see the labor now, in, which is one group below the riders we were just talking about. Suzuki had three guys that were in contention for the titles. They didn't end up getting any, but they were podiums, and they were winning motos, and it was – Seconds and thirds, overall, that's a big step. I mean, you didn't see any Suzuki's right. anywhere yep. up until this year. So that was big. But the real story is the mini guys coming up, which is Max Volan. Uh, maybe look, maybe this is what can bring you into the amateur thing. You've always liked Lone Wolf, yeah, you like Red Dog, yep. Maybe we just associate enough amateurs with old guys that you like, and that'll help you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I've had people tell me that Volan should long be out of that class, and he's totally cherry-picking. I don't know. I'm just saying what, what, what I hear the buzz is. Yeah, well, it, it, it is true. You have to be careful when you look at amateur racing to something eye-popping. Max Voland is older than Jet Lawrence. Okay, see, there we go. Right, so what are you yeah, doing still like in Super Mini? Years, right? five, I know, I know. So you have to keep a lot of that in mind. Um, uh, So that, yes, he did sweep all his motos. I did think of that, and I'm like, yeah, but. Right. Not against, I'm not saying he's not good. Of course not. Here's the thing I do like about the Voland program because of Lone Wolf, who's old school. Dude, Lone Wolf sends him to race the REM races at Glen Helen on his Super Mini against, like, MXA Wrecking Crew guys. And they're, yeah. and they're taking him out. If he tries to pass them, they get pissed and they try to take him out. <laughs> they've tried to fight him like adults trying to fight a 15-year-old. I do like I that. Like yes, that. I like that too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you know that's going to serve him well. He's not just at a training facility doing motos on a stopwatch. Right, like, he's right. racing men. Uh, I've heard maybe they could even do some Canada or and some 125 All-Stars just to, to continue to season him. So it's not just the six motos. Because right. I agree. He's he's maybe not in the most stacked class. Yep. Super many everyone thinks it's the most stacked. Uh, this A class this year was nuts, right? Um, and he wasn't um, in, but he's still going to be good. Uh, yeah, I, I hung out with I hung out with him. Deegan's kid, kid is awesome, and Deegan's right. kid is awesome, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, is. Yep. I hung right, out so, with yeah. You talked to him a little bit. I hung hung out with uh, um, uh, Volan, Max Volan, that straight rhythm, good dude, funny guy. You know, I like him uh, as a kid. Seemed like a nice guy, respectful and everything. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. This kid that won the this Suzuki kid, the Munoz or whatever three four four he went or two four four and he won the class. Yeah, what was yeah. it? What's up with that? Yeah. Well, um, it's crazy. We were saying these A classes because of all these dudes who are graduating. Yeah. were probably deeper than they've ever been. But lo and behold, every single one of those guys screwed up. Lawrence's bike broke. Shimoda had two horrible. Uh, Shimoda crashed and hurt his shoulder. Uh, Pierce Brown hurt his shoulder. Uh, Swole hurt his. 
a groin, and he pulled out of that class to save himself for the one he could have won. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, yeah, I think he went 3-4-3, three, three, and he won the title. So he wasn't the fastest guy. Right. But I will give credit. Like, he didn't just luck into the 3-4-3. Three, three. Like, dude, when those guys came up on him, he battled his balls off. And who is this kid? Who third. is he? Like, is really kind of an he's unknown? Chili. He's yeah, Chili. He's Chili. Okay. And he's Matt Walker's guy. Like, Matt Walker is like his dojo sensei, yeah, yeah. guiding light spirit. Um, I mean, nobody I want nobody I want me guiding my life than Matt Walker, for sure. 100%. I, yep. 100%. I, 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 it's true. Um, but Walker, man, he's got this thing figured out. They even had a replica track that they had everybody train on. Um, so he did win the title, but he's he's a Husky, Husky rider, not a Suzuki. But he is a full privateer, so he's not racing pro. They're hoping that maybe he gets one of these rides yep. if he stays amateur one more year or, or maybe okay. next week somebody calls him. Yep. But uh, they're like, we're not going to Unadilla on a you know yeah. privateer bike in the 250 class. Forget it. Right. Um, yeah. Would it be safe to say that, that with the hype coming in, and again, correct me if I'm wrong because uh, you know, I'm not closely following this, uh, Jared Fry's week was a little bit of a disappointment? Yeah, I thought it was because of the hype. But then I realized at the end of the week he did end up winning four of the six B motos and okay. one of the titles. Yep. So he was the best B rider. I think it was just at the beginning of the week he didn't win right off the bat. And I don't mean he just didn't win. Like, other guys battled him. It wasn't that he came from, like, last to third. Like, some yeah, of the yeah. guys just beat him. Uh-huh. And I was like, huh, that's funny. I didn't think that would happen. And then at the end of the week, I'm like, oh, no, he did end up being the best guy. Now, he's going to race Hangtown next year. They're going to skip the A class because, dude, he's huge. I think he's taller than Plessinger. He's oh, really? so big. Oh, jeez. Are we at the point where Yamaha is like purposely like just get every tall guy? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Are we doing this? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. You, you've said it. You said it. Maybe that works for the Yamaha. I don't know. It could be something yeah. they're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I joked with Wilbur. I'm like, so when he gets out of line, um, do you do you, you boss this kid around, even though he's uh, literally a foot taller than you? Yeah. Like, yeah, really, like, no, right? No, no, yeah. no. He doesn't. No, I don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls here. We got Kyle on yep. one. Kyle, what's going on? You want to talk about Loretta's or, or something about Loretta's? No, I want to talk about uh, like the national kind of. Okay. Do you think that there, that there could ever be anything like a 125 all-star races, like but a pro stock class, like everyone goes out there on OEM bikes, stock, similar like a, like, a B-stock class. Like, like have like a Loretta's race there, you mean? Like the amateurs? To an extent, but more for, say, like people coming into it. Say Jet Lawrence wants to go into it. And he's on a stock bike just to get his name out there, get some wins in. Yeah. The problem with that is you, you, you need somebody to enforce it. You need room in the program. You'd have to ditch the 125 thing. Right, Wygant? It'd be tough. Uh, yeah, I don't I, – here's the thing. I, I think fans on the outside are always like, what if they made them run stock bikes on the same bike? I always say it works two different directions. There are years where the best riders on the worst bike, and it makes the racing better or more competitive. I know everybody thinks, like, if you just made it all right, stop, that'll solve all problems. Yeah. I don't really think that that actually would make that big a difference. I know I just said Hardy Munoz can't race the 250 class on a privateer bike. I get that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. And here's the thing. Whether it works or not, the teams would say, oh, it's not safe to race on that suspension, so we can't do it. That would be their out. Yeah. They use it all the time. Yeah. Yep. Oh, there you go, Kyle. Probably yeah. not. Right. Probably not. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Jonesy. What's up, Jonesy? How are you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. What's happening? <clears throat> so uh, a little Loretta's transition here. You got uh, some PR with AC coming out finally about his transition to the 450 class. I've yep. been waiting for. Yeah. Uh, the most highly touted amateur out of Loretta since probably a lessee. Um, he's probably coming out of the 250 class in the Supercross with the most speed we've seen since, I don't know, Ken Roxon maybe? Would you guys agree to that? Um, Tomac? Was Tomac after Roxon? I, I can't remember. He was. Uh, I got a list, too, for you. Maybe this will help a little. Ken Roxon, Justin Barsha, Dungey, Villapoto, Trey Kennard. What do they have yeah. in common? They all won races the rookie year. Eli's not on there. Yeah. Well, Eli won his rookie year. No, he didn't. Two second places. Uh, he won his first ever national he ever competed in. No, I'm talking. I'm sorry. I'm talking Supercross. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I thought he almost won the Supercross. title. Didn't he? Wait a minute. I thought Tomac almost won the title his first year in Supercross. It was that weird deal. They thought Sealy would pull over for him, and Tickle ended up winning. Tomac almost won. The, he. 
No, I'm talking uh, 450 Supercross. He's talking 450 Supercross. I don't know. Jonesy's all over the place. Oh, 450 Supercross. I see. Yeah, he missed the whole season practically. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, so what's the question, Jones? Is AC so, the high, most so high? Does AC win his rookie year? Is... I don't think so. I'll go no. I'll go no. Weege? Yeah, I will too, man. There's just so many good guys. And by the way, um, I hope Cooper Webb's uh, fans and family are not listening to this because they're throwing up in their mouth hearing this right now. Yeah, really, right? He wasn't even on the list. He <laughs> wasn't even on the list. Well, It'd be like, he won back-to-back Supercross 250 titles and an outdoor title. Hold my beer, AC. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Coop's Coop's yeah. rookie year wasn't, you know, it was just it wasn't. Yeah, no. Uh, so fair enough. Um, one one more staff for you, Eli Tomac, twenty one Premier Motocross wins, past James Stewart. So he's at forty eight total Premier class wins now. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah, I saw that. Yep. Uh, he's, he's Kawasaki's winningest rider in the Premier Crazy. class. I, I, what what yeah. the hell, Warrie? Really? I had no idea. I'm <laughs> like, it's very surprising. Thanks, Jonesy. Have a good Thank one. Thank you. I, I, I saw he passed Wardy. I was like, what? what? Huh? Wardy won a lot, yeah. but I guess so did Eli Tomac. So, um, good stats there by Jones. Tomac is just haunted by not having a Supercross title. It makes yeah. everything not make sense. It does. It, you're shocked about it. Yeah. He has all these wins, but if he was a Supercross champ, you'd be like, yeah, of course yeah. he has all these wins. Um, yeah. So once again, it's it's another year of Loretta's, so that means we each another year of controversy with uh, ex-pros riding at the ranch. Uh, we had all we had all the standards. Uh, we had PW fifty protests. Oh, okay, we did. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, we had parent going insano over jumping on Red Cross flags. We had mega drama rivalries in the women's class and people complaining about the pros racing that class. So, so, so we had it all. So every box was checked. Is that what you're saying? Every box was checked. Yes, every every irrational box of um, families running race teams emotions were checked. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's I, ridiculous. The the people complaining about Mike Brown racing, I mean, I can't tell these people to fuck off anymore, any louder. Like, dude, listen, it, there's a class, it's vet 30 B and C, you cannot be a pro at all, so there's a class for you, and if you happen to race against Mike Brown and he beats you, oh well, you're not getting a factory ride, nobody gives a shit, and if you get second, great work. Like, there's not enough pros to race a class, you know, to have an old a 40-man gate of ex-pros. There's probably like six of them, seven of them. And and again, you're a plumber or a construction worker during the week. You're not getting a factory ride. Who cares? Who cares? I just Yeah, they split it in half. I don't know. See, I think a lot of it, this is what we've noticed. I think a lot of the complaining goes from people who are just watching this from afar and aren't necessarily there seeing how it all works. First of all, they split all the age groups in half. So the 30-plus class is BC only, no ex-pros. They, so some of the classes, like every five years, they change it. So Mike Brown, he keeps winning the 25-plus class. <laughs> this year he did it at age 47. Right. So they're, they're making it as difficult as they can possibly do. Um, and here's the other thing that I'll get. Oh, so I, have, I can't win a title at Loretta's unless I can beat Mike Brown? Well, guess what? Some kid in an 85 had to beat Ricky Carmichael one year. Yeah, yeah, I, no. That's how yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. I, I just – I don't understand it. I will never understand it. Uh, it just quit your complaining. Quit it. Yeah, again, all the age groups, they're split in half. Brownie is literally not allowed to race half of the classes that he is age eligible for because they did make rules to try to accommodate this. So mm-hmm. you just have to enter the class he's not in, 30-plus, for example, Yep. and then you don't have to race Mike Brown. Right, right. So they yeah. tried their best. It's and again, a uh, sorry, what I – Dude, I would have won a super mini title, but I had to race James Stewart. Like, that's how Loretta's works. You yeah. have to race really good people. That's the point. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's amazing, man. It, it is simply amazing. Um, all right. Uh, what else can we talk about Loretta's? Um, who's going to be the best? Uh, there was PW50 protest. You oh, want, uh, yeah. Are you, are you good with that? Or you... Yeah. I believe what happened was a dad protested a whole bunch of bikes. One of the parents protested the dad that protested everyone. And the dad that started the protest actually ended up having an illegal fight. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, I'm not joking. <laughs> now you're thinking to yourself, how could this possibly be? Yes. But I think the dad said he's like, i got to go back to the guy who built the bike and figure out why that's true. And I'm like thinking, why do you have a bike builder in a stock class? But I suppose, and maybe you know more about this than me, I suppose even in the stock PW class, do you bring your bike to a guy and, like, 
Let's get this thing blueprinted, mapped, yeah, cleaned up. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could. Yeah, match match it all the ports, match the case, match the intake and everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I guess that's how that happened. So, yes, he protested a bunch of bikes, <laughs> and then he ended up having the illegal bike. Oh. So, classic PW racing. Yeah, absolutely. Who was the – I mean, maybe the guy from Chile, but – who 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 was who was a Shane McElrath of the ranch this year, or, or was there a kid that you know just opened eyes? No one had heard of him. Uh, no, I don't think so. I will say those Suzuki guys, people probably weren't expecting them to be right there. But the the reason the McElrath story is what it is is because it doesn't happen. Yeah, uh, all the time. I don't know if there's anyone that came in with nothing and is guaranteed to be leaving with something. Sure, maybe. Maybe the Munoz kid, but he didn't win a moto. That's the problem. I think McElrath that year actually had the fastest lap of the week of anybody. Mm-hmm. That's what really seals the deal. You know what teams want. Right, they didn't right. really care about consistency. They just want balls right. out speed. Uh, so is Jet yeah. Lawrence, uh, is he a top 10 guy this weekend? Man. It's close. I, I think he, I think he, I definitely think he could be. Yep. I definitely do. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, you cannot guarantee anything with these kids. So I can't say for sure. I can't stamp it. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised. And the other thing is, dude, like most Australians, you know, confidence not really a problem. Not, no, not and issues. He's, he's 16 years old. Uh, the people on the team are like, dude, you don't understand. He doesn't even know what pressure is. Like, it's just literally there is no pressure. It means nothing. So yeah. I think at Loretta's that helps. The whole event is designed to give, to put pressure on you. You have one week to prove your self-worth. Mm-hmm. So that meant nothing to him. And a lot of guys are nervous when they race their first pro race. He probably won't be. So that's another advantage for him. And yep. his riding style, like I said, he rides like Wyndham. That's good for Unadilla. So yep. he's got a lot of things going his direction right now. Wow, that'll be interesting. That makes it Unadilla's weekend a little more exciting. Just a little more. Um, One thing, and you might want to look into this yourself. They're telling me, so he and Mumford are on their Amsoil amateur bikes. I don't know how big a difference is. They do not have the exact same bike right. as Right. Hampshire or, or Sexton, so I don't know. Maybe that's a big disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's you be, might be able to find out yeah, more. I bet yeah. you it's close. I bet you it's close. Um, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, before we let you go here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, presented by Pro Taper, Maxis, Git, and 100%, uh, the PR dropped this morning. I Actually, I thought it was Whoa. interesting. It was a little progressive yeah. from, from the Kawasaki guys saying, uh, hey, um, AC and Tomac want to go to Designations. That that could be debated, by the way, but but they they do want to go. There are quotes from the riders saying they want to go, but we are not going. We are not supporting the event, and uh, we, we've known about this for a while, obviously. But I like the proactive move of putting out a PR. It, it gives the riders some cover. Yeah, I give huge kudos to Kawasaki for stepping in front of it because look, we know from talking to the Kawasaki people that this is true. Like they do did not want to do the race. Yeah, you know, I talked to our buddy Bruce Sternstrom probably two straight days at Loretta's about a million topics. And that was one of them. And he said, he's like, you can take everybody from our truck to the front gate of this place. And I'll argue with, put them all in line. I'll argue with every single one. <laughs> why we shouldn't do this race. Like, you know, Bruce, he does not. No, like doing no. Wow. Well, I side with him on some of the things. Absolutely. I agree. I well, agree. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But the point is, that's what they say, but I didn't know they were going to be willing to literally mm-hmm. in public yeah. say it. But um, but it's good because Tomac and AC are going to get heat, and now Cowie's like, yeah, no, yeah. it's us, you know. Yeah, it's a rare moment of excellent PR work yes. by a team yes. in our industry, yes. and they dude, they put it out Thursday. Team's going to be out Saturday, so they're ahead of it. Yep. It's not reactionary. Uh, a beautiful move on yep. their part. Now you're right; it's debatable if AC and Tomac really wanted to do it. But, look, all you can do is take people at their word, and we do know for sure Cowie wasn't into it. So that part can't be argued. Maybe the guys are like, sweet, now it's not on me. But maybe they did want to. We'll yeah. never know. But yeah, but you got to take some, someone at face value, and I know Cowie didn't want to do it. So that part's true. Yeah, and I, and I like the fact they're going to save their riders some grief. Um, you know, I mean, there will be yeah, some people, move. you know, yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Uh, let's take a couple more calls, and then we'll let you go. Parabino's coming up here. Uh, Morgan, you got a Monster Energy Cup uh, talk, question? I was actually calling to see what your opinion was um, about the format for it this year, you know, with the one race being one way, second race being another way, and the third race being bad or something like that. Yeah, I, get, I saw that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, I got asked a few times about what I thought, uh, and my response is cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Let's try it, right? Yeah. Like, like I don't like. I'm not like, yeah, this is the best thing ever, or this is the worst thing ever. Honestly, like, I don't know. Let's just see. Let's just try it. Where are you at on that, Wyatt? 
Yeah, same thing, man. I, I don't know. There's some blew the whole man. shot, like the three hole shots with you win the truck. Like if that's still a thing, or like how does that all pan out? Yeah, I there don't know. Be a bonus. I heard. I don't think they have the pro. They did tell me that there'll be something. I don't know if it's money or a truck. I think I, I just don't think they have a sponsor yet or whatever they need to to give it away. But they're going to do it. Um, I do think that running one race backwards. I, I I mean I will be a little bit like what the hell's going to happen, which I think is the goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it seems sketchy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm all right with it. Hey, Morgan, do you want a pro taper hat? Yeah, sure. All right, stay on hold. All right, we'll get your information and we'll get that pro taper snapback hat to you. All right. Yeah, you I appreciate it. I, Thank I, you so much. Backwards. I do want to say this, Morgan, and for anyone who's listening, anyone I've asked about riding backwards, most of them were like, "Yeah, that's not really that. Like, it's not going to be no, it's no. They're going to be like, oh my god, can they do? But I don't. No, I, they ride their supercross like tracks backwards. They ride their supercross test tracks do. backwards. You know. But, see, I don't think a lot of fans know that. So I think it seems like, oh, my God, they're really risking it all. But most riders will tell you it's not that crazy. No, no, not, not at all. Not dangerously crazy. And, it's and, pretty common, actually. And honestly, yeah. like, I'm at the point for this race, for the Monster Cup, like, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't name off the winners of the Monster Cup if, if I had a gun to my head. Like, all the winners. I couldn't do it. There was a year RV won a million and complained about it, and Stu won. <laughs> Davey won, I think. Dunge, Dunge yeah. never won, but he shifted in the air, which he should have won just for doing that. Like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea, <laughs> right? Like, Tomac won because Savachi moved over for him. Uh, you know, who knows? I can't tell you this race. It's like, whatever. It's moo to me. So I got an idea for Monster Cup. I'll mm. give it to him for your charge. Yeah. Probably wouldn't work, but here's my idea. Make it an all-star race like the NBA does now, where they pick two or three athletes and say, you pick your team. So in the NBA, they pick two. Steph Curry and LeBron, you got to get guys. To be your team. What if they did that? What if they had Ken Roxon's team and Eli Tomac's team? They're like, you got to come up with three or four guys. One of them has to ride a 250, Donation style. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good luck, Ang. I like that. And then you have I, a I team. I know this would never happen. Yeah. They would never pick riders that aren't teammates. They would never be cool enough. But if they did do it, you'd have to admit that would be cool. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I like that. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. No, and then, and then you have like a team, a, team, a team championship. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Good idea, yeah. Wygant. All right. And yeah, then you're watching the, you know, can the 250 guy, oh, dude, he's an ace, he's got to get six. Right. That makes it that much more interesting. Right. Well, uh, we'll leave it on that note, man. You, you just dropped on, dropped a great, great idea on the show. So appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you this weekend All at Unadilla, right. right? I have to be there. Contractually obligated. You are. I'll be there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just, don't, I don't know. Don't bring up, don't bring up, um, Parabinos. Don't bring up Loretta's because I, I don't, I don't know how, where he is. Jared Price, totally 1,000% his guy. Yeah, he so, loves. Yeah, he loves Frog. I don't want to yeah. put him in that. I don't want him to put him in that. I don't want to put him in that position. Okay, I will. I'll leave that alone. To either try to be modest or to <laughs> spray it with pump. I don't know. That's a tough situation. He loves. Frog. Yeah, no, I, I love spraying seventeen-year-olds right. with pump. It's it's awesome. So, um, all right, thanks, okay. Weech. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, later. Thanks. That's Jason Wygant on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show, uh, flyracing.com, everybody. Please check them out on the web. We thank them all for coming on. The new graphics for the formula are pretty sweet. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to getting mine. Go to, go to RacerX online and read Aaron Hansel's uh, column on the Fly Racing intro of 2020 intro that they had. Thanks to Git as well. Git, Git, uh, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs. They can't keep the two-stroke ECUs in stock right now. Absolutely killing it. Uh, doing a great job with all things Git. Uh, Barsha and Plessinger, of course, run it on their front fenders. It's that little orange box. Uh, destroy the start with the folks at Git. If you want a discount or a deal for anything from Git or the sister company, Athena, who has a bunch of products as well, email us on the show using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and we will pass that on, and you'll get a deal. Thanks to ProTaper, ProTaper.com, JGR, Suzuki, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky Worldwide, all using ProTaper products. Maxxis Tires, MXST. Maxxis Tires come stock on the Tits's new Intense Taser, everybody, by the way. Yep. So, yep, uh, you'll do that. And 100% Moto60 at checkout. Ride100%.com. Use the code Moto60 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories from those folks 100%. Their Omega goggle is out now. They've done a great job with it. They're very proud of it. So please check that out if you can. Uh, let's go to Mike on one. Mike, what's happening, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Hey, so I got a, a fucking knockout for an idea for show 100. All right. 400. 400. Yep. Live show at your choice of a strip club. Kiefer gets to do the announcing. You control the music. Boom. Dude, I like that. That's great. I don't know if we have enough money in the budget to rent a strip club, though. But that would be fantastic. Oh, yeah, you got it. We got it? Get a loan or something. <laughs> you know what? It's such, a good, it's such a good idea. Do you want a Fly Racing F2 helmet? Hell yeah. All right. Stay on hold. All right. We'll get you that helmet. All right. Thanks. No problem. 
that kind of idea gets a gets a, a caller a 2020 fly racing f2 granite helmet uh that's uh that's the winner there thanks to uh thanks to mike for that idea he, he gets that helmet so uh let's get to our next our next guest here from uh pro taper protaper.com it's paul parabinos what's up paul how are you man What's up, Steve? I'm good. Uh, okay, so, I couldn't agree with you more by giving that helmet to that guy. Yeah, absolutely, right? It's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. what are we talking about? The vet classes? You wanted to weigh in on this? What are you, what are you, what are you saying? Oh, I, I just overheard you and, and Weege talking about the vet classes, and you had it wrong. There, there actually isn't a BC class at Loretta's. A pro can race every vet class at Loretta's. It's just the distinction comes, they call two of the classes, 30 and 45, they call those classes sportsmen. And you can had never have scored a point as a pro. Uh, so uh, if you were a shitty pro, you okay. could make those. Okay. All right, that's what I meant. Yeah, I guess I should. I knew that, but uh, I guess you're right. I didn't, <laughs> I, if you scored a point, you're ineligible to race them. That's where you would go if you don't want to race yeah. Mike Brown and you've never scored a point. Correct. Right. Um, but can we all? Do you agree with me on the Mike Brown complainers? Yeah, I do. I, right. I think. I mean, he's entitled to race just as much as anybody out there. It's not his fault. He's better than you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Let the guy. Let the guy race. And he's beating plus twenty-five year olds, and he's forty-seven years old. That's, that, that's honestly the most impressive. Yeah. Like even when I think about going Loretta's, and I'm like, man, I'm thirty-six. I can't race plus twenty-five. Well, the, the forty-seven year old just beat everybody. So yeah. I, I'm sure it's fine. And, and you're not getting a factory rod if you get second behind Mike Brown, or he takes the win from you. Yeah. Like, it, you're, it's yeah. over. If you're it's, going there, as, if you're going there as a vet guy, you're going there for different reasons. You're not going there to win the horizon word or nothing obviously so, yeah um, yeah it's 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 absolutely ridiculous he, he he there's not enough pros to have a class so there's not like there's 40 of these x point scoring pros just dominating these classes there's six guys yeah. five guys whatever there's yeah. karsten and and Gruy got a point or two i think at some point i don't know yeah i think so yeah and and, and brown and, and whoever else you know so um Exciting. Uh, what's your take on Kawasaki's PR that came out talking about how Tomac and AC wanted to do Disney Nations? It came out today, but uh, they're not allowing it. They're not. They're not going to the race. I mean, I like it. I think. Um, I think it's a classy move. I think it's a move that really. Sh- I mean, if I was Eli and Adam, I think it's a an awesome move, right? Because n- now it takes the heat off of them. Yep. Um, really, there should be no dis- no discussions, no bashing, no nothing, no hate comms after this. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool. I, I, I've seen Honda get out in front of a lot of things recently, and I think um, it's just a sign of things changing in our sport, right? You, it, it, secrets, secrets are harder to keep these days mm-hmm. with you know social media and everything else. And 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 you and I are in agreement that there should be less secrets in our sport. We should report on everything, um, yeah. and that's how we grow it. And that's how that's you know more storylines, more attention. So I think it's cool. I think it was a good move. Yeah, I do. I, I agree. Like AC was on the Pulp Show two weeks ago, and he was asked about. It, and he's like, "Hey, I'm not going." And and you know. Kawasaki comes out with his PR saying, uh, "Hey, Adam wanted to go, but we're not supporting it." And then Adam and Eli get to have the, you know, it's called protection for your riders, and it's, so it's a good idea. Um, yeah. What's your takeaway from Loretta's? You weren't there, but you watched it. I know that. Um, you watched it in. I watched a lot of it. What's I your... also, I, I've, I've been on the couch with an ACL injury, so I watched a lot of it actually, and and I have to be up to date on that stuff just for my job, right? Because we're right. hiring amateurs and selecting who gets product and whatnot, so. Um, I mean, my takeaway was I thought, you know, the, the events always run good. The track was good. It wasn't nearly as deep and rutted as it usually is. I think that's uh, that mirrors how the Nationals have been prepped. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're starting to go away from that. There's more harder pack stuff, you know, to allow for less slot car racing. Um, I was extremely impressed with uh, the Suzuki guys, uh, Preston Kilroy and, and Michael Schwartz. Uh-huh. Or not Michael Schwartz, whatever Schwartz's last name, uh, his first name is. But... They impressed me. They were in the mix for sure, much better than I ever thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the A class racing was phenomenal. I mean, uh, only you know, only Jet and uh, Swole were able to win multiple motos. Everybody else was single moto winners. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of uh, a lot of depth in the A class this year. Usually, it's one or two guys. This year, I mean, it was it was all over the place. So the A class racing was really good. Um, B classes kind of went how I thought. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, obviously I put a tweet out there saying Jared Fry would go six for six. He went four for six. So I think he, you know, and he won the amateur award. So I think he proved he was the best guy, but um, definitely Styles was very good as well. Um, and, and, and like I said, the Suzuki guys in those classes right. were good. So, but, um, but yeah, Loretta's is always exciting. You know, Max Boland crushed his classes. Right. I think he was the only guy that won six motos all week. And um, someone, yeah, it was. I, I love watching Loretta's. Someone called JT. Arm Army is back. Someone, please notify JT ASAP. Yeah, um, they were good. They were good. Hey, um, three, six motos left. 
uh, Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Indiana. Let's talk 250s because, I mean, you, we agree Tomac's got this, right? We, we, I mean, come on. Yes, right. I agree. So yeah. let's talk 250s. Unadilla, Bud's Creek, Indiana. Indiana, probably a mutter. I think it's been most years uh, outside of one. <laughs> do, do any of these three tracks tilt in favor of Ferrandis or Adam, do you think, in your eyes? Is there something? Like Adam's got a 28-point lead. Six motos left. I like him to hold on to it, although you never know. With Adam, we, we, we reserve all judgment uh, after watching Supercross and the rest of his career. Um, but any, uh, any, any advantage for either guy with these three tracks? Yeah, I, I do think that Unadilla is an advantage to Ferrandis. Um, I, I don't know what kind of conditions we'll see. I mean, I've, I've looked at the weather a little bit, and they got rain earlier in the week, uh, but it looks awesome for um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so not, not really hot. So I, it really just depends how deep the ground is and how rutted it'll get. But I do mm-hmm. think there's an advantage for Ferrandis at Unadilla. He went 1-1 there last year, um, but I think it's no big deal as long as Adam can get two finishes on the podium that's fine right because i think bud's creek for some reason i don't know why but i think bud's creek swings back in adam's favor okay um i don't know why uh just just my gut i guess so i think um they both have two good tracks coming and indiana as you said could be muddy it could be a toss-up i have no idea Mm -hmm. um i think i think this weekend and the next two weekends as long as adam can keep his head on a you know keep his head straight yep deal with unadilla lose some points at unadilla that's fine try to get some back at uh at buzz creek and then it should be easy to finish it off at iron man is there anybody in the 250 class do you think can get in the way of these two from here on out? Like, is is somebody going to come in and take some points? Like, Justin Cooper's been slagging a little bit, and, and people I talk to say that, yeah, the season's catching up to him. You know, he's doing a whole year. It's catching up. And that's to be expected. He's a kid. He'll figure it out. But do you see – I mean, Sexton, you know, hasn't been the same since the injury and stuff. Do you see any of these guys getting in the way and affecting this thing? Yeah, that's hard to say. I mean, because I mean, after Washougal, the both of these guys, because they have the title in their mind, they're just they're yeah. elevating themselves and they're, yep. and they're getting better and better. And I agree with you. I think the long Justin Cooper's first full season is wearing on him, and he's lost a little bit of the edge. Maybe that comes back now that they've had a weekend off and he's in his hometown. Um, maybe he's a rocket at, at Unadilla. I don't know. Um, I do think Sexton will start to warm back up again, especially at Indiana. I. I I would dub him as being on the podium 100% Indiana and fighting for a win there. I don't know why. I just think that's a good place for him. Um, but as far as stealing points, it's going to be tricky, man. These two guys are, are I think, have, have drawn a line in the sand, and they're just a bit better. So Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll yep. see. We'll see. Racing is racing. Anything can happen, but, but I don't. I can't really stamp somebody getting in there and taking points. 702-586-7857. you got a question for Paul Parabinos or myself. On the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show, we've got a little bit of time left, so please give us a call. Um, Andrew's on one. What's up, Andrew? How are you? I'm doing okay, Steve. Hey, I just wanted to know, and I was curious, do you think there's a better chance that you get your drill back from Nick Way or that you'll still be in the industry when Evan Ferry's a pro? Which one do you think there's a better chance of? Evan Ferry. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I-, I don't think I'm ever getting that drill back. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, Steve. Have a good show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, <laughs> speaking of Evan, he didn't have he didn't have the week he wanted at the ranch, huh? No, I don't think so. I, I, he had a couple motos inside the top ten, but for the most part, he was like ten to fifteen, I believe. Um, so, uh, yep. yeah, probably not what he was hoping for. And that drill is. But, but I don't yeah. think Timmy was very good until he got on big bikes either. So maybe it's all in Red Dog's plan. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Right. You just you just never know. Um, <laughs> Is is Jet Lawrence going to run top ten? You know, I think of all the amateurs, um, run top ten. I think a couple of them can do it. Finish top ten. I think Jet has the best chance personally. Yep. Right. Um, I, I think Unadilla would be a good check for him. I, I think I'm on record saying that I thought Hunter Lawrence would be good at Unadilla. I, I just think Jet's maturity and GP experience will help him at this track. Um, he doesn't seem affected at all by the pressures of amateur racing and pro debuts and all that stuff. I mean, he's just a, he's a kid from Australia, it seems, and just doesn't seem affected by that. I mean, and, you know, cause that's really what mm-hmm. Loretta's is a pressure cooker and he was awesome there. And that's why it's so hard typically to do there, do good there your first try just because right. it's a pressure cooker. But, um, but yeah, I would, I, I could, I would say Jet will probably finish right around 10th overall. Uh-huh. I would, I would put him, um, I think Swole can run up there for a while. 
I could see him finishing in the 10 to 15 range though. But, um, but Swole's a very good starter and a good sprinter. Um, and, but, uh, but Jet, I think is going to be very impressive, but we'll see. I, I, I'm, I've been hearing maybe his equipment isn't exactly pro equipment. Right. Um, and he's just an amateur, right? Like, yeah. I think his plan is still to race amateur well, racing. So there's absolutely no pressure. So that could work for him or against him. Well, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was my next question for you. So if, you know, Wygant was on here talking, really giving Jet, Jet Lawrence a lot of praise, and rightfully so. And, and you also, if he comes out on, uh, on lesser equipment than RJ Hampshire and Chase Sexton, and he does get some top tens, like eighth to ten or nine tenth or eleventh, let's say, or whatever. Um, does he? Do you just keep him as a pro? Do you just say, yeah, you're going pro? I think maybe you have to. I mean, that's tough. Like, how do you tell a guy, yeah, you just been, you just got top tens at Unadilla, and we want you to go race mini O's, right? Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I think that's tough, right? But he, he's so young. But but I think I do think he's a special, different talent, and. And I have some personal experience with him, just testing some stuff with Pro Taper that mm-hmm. makes me think that too. I mean, this kid has gave me feedback that pros can't give me. Oh I, wow, I, I really? Do think huh? He's yep. a special talent. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, when we blind test some stuff, we don't tell the riders what what we already know, but we've already lab tested stuff, so we already kind of have an idea what we think they'll say. And he nailed it to the to the T. And I have other riders saying I don't feel anything. So I I do think he's a special talent. Um, he rides the bike so well. He's immune to pressure, it seems. Um, it's a good situation for him to do good. And, and, and I don't think the equipment will be a letdown, maybe a little bit on the start, but um, I wouldn't peg him to whole shot even if he was on a star bike, really. So yeah. um, I think uh, I think you're going to see him kind of start around 10th and, and ride and stay there or or ride his way into the top 10 is, mm-hmm. would be my guess this weekend. I think he's a good rider. I just I, I don't know. Like we talking about if Geico decided to do that, I don't know where there's room for for him. I don't know how the, where they put him. Jeremy Martin's supposed to be back, you know. Um, yeah, I mean Sh- they got Shmoda. they got room there next year though, right? They have they have Jeremy Martin's Schmoda, Sexton, Lawrence, but um, yeah, but Hunter Lawrence. Who who, who am I missing? Sexton, um, Sexton, and Hunter Lawrence. Okay, that's two. Well, who, who well, J Mart. Okay, I mean so that's three. Yep, and then I mean I think we've seen them have four five guys for the last Shmoda. however many years. I think yep. I think there's room for them. Schmoda, right? He's a he's full yeah, pro Shmoda. now. Yep, okay, there's yep. four. Yeah, there's so four. Jeff, number five, and there you go. All right, okay, all right, sounds good. Um, <laughs> hey, we saw uh, over the break uh, Michael Moseman re-signed with the Rockstar team, and you know, look, I'm the first guy to to complain and yell about the the amateur stuff and everything else and Sean Cantrell and Falk and even Jordan Bailey and Mosman was in that range and and for whatever reason good for him something flipped uh, a switch flipped and near the end of West Coast and these nationals he's been really good and he re-signed with the team and so this was his uh, third year I believe with the team and he's finally getting it right Uh, Jordan Bailey and Cantrell may not get that shot um do you need three years? Is two enough? Man, I think there's so many different variables to it because, you know, Mosman was in the Cantrell Forkner graduating class and he was he was third. He he was most of the time he was third behind those guys. TLD decided to keep, you know, Cantrell, obviously Forkner went to PC and and Mosman was left kinda without anything and Bobby Hewitt decided to take a chance on him and he's really figured it out. Um you know, what I saw from Mosman as an amateur is he was always good in the longer, rougher motos. When the track was awful, he was better. He wasn't a sprinter. Um, and that made me believe I thought he would be a better pro. And it's starting to go that way. Right. Um, but I also think the team that he's on has really helped him. I think his mechanic has been a big help for him. He has a very, very passionate mechanic. And I think that makes a very big difference when you're a young kid entering the pro class. Um I, I just think it, it gives you – it helps. Um, so he's really started to turn it, and mm-hmm. now he's if he's getting some confidence building, I mean, good for him. I think he can stay there. You know, he's really been – he's been impressive, and he's and he's fit. That's a big one. Um, so, yeah, he's he's starting to turn the corner and, and is making something out of this deal. There's a, there's a spot left at Pro Circuit from all we know. Uh, McAdoo could be in the running or maybe not. Uh, uh, he might stay at TLD or he might have signed with Pro Circuit. Um, we don't know for sure, but and I think he's the obvious choice. So we take McAdoo out of a free agent, right? You take him out, but you got Hartraft, you got Sanai, you've got Cantrell, you got Bailey, you've got a few guys in the uh, Hayes. Who do you like for a spot like that? 
Okay, so sorry you were extremely broken up in the beginning. Oh. But I think you were – so are you are you saying Oldenburg, Hayes, um, McAdoo, Hartraft? Yeah. Where were you going from that? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sanai, um, you know, those type of guys. I, I would take McAdoo out of the running because I think he's a favorite. He would be the, 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 the obvious favorite to sign. But let's say TLD where? keeps him to go Mitch Payton, to go pro circuit, one oh. spot there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. who, do you, who do you pick? So between those two, and I, and I have the PC and the TLD spots? Well, no, I'm saying McAdoo's going to – McAdoo to me is the favorite. You would pick McAdoo if you were Mitch Payton, but I think he stays at TLD, right? So then take him out of the running, uh, and you look at the free agents. Hartraft, Sanai, Hayes, Oldenburg, uh, you know, Bailey, Cantrell, those type of guys. Who do you sign oh. if you're Mitch? Because I think it's McAdoo, right? I agree. You agree it's McAdoo, but so take him out. Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe McAdoo and Hartraff will get um, the spots that are available. Okay. Um, so I would so I would, so to answer your question, I'd go Hartraff. Um, yeah. I, I think he's extremely solid. I think he's a hard worker. Um, he's been on a you know it would be an upgrade of a team for him. I mean, his bike's pretty good mm-hmm. when it, when it finishes. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so. But I think uh, I, I think he has the worth work ethic to do it. I think he's tough enough to do it, and I think he'll get a bump from being on a better team. So mm-hmm. from all those guys, yep. um, yeah, I would say McAdoo and Hartraft are one A and one B. I would call Oldenburg two, and then um, yeah, go down yep. the line. Go down the line there. I think Oldenburg can go set the fastest one lap time out of all those guys. I agree, I, and he has the best. He has the best single finish, right? He got that the podium at Vegas, and, yep. and Hartraft doesn't have a podium yet. So um, yeah, McAdoo. Yeah, there's there's potential there for sure. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, switching to 450s here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. So again, same, same thing. Six motos left. Three races left. Uh, Webb's got a win. Muscan's won. Roxon's won. Tomax won. But do we see a new winner? Osborne or Anderson would be the obvious choices uh, at these last three. Um, I think. It's possible, um, and I would probably lean towards maybe maybe Osborne or Anderson at Bud's Creek when, when Eli is trying to f- take care of a title that day. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I think that would maybe give them a little bit of an edge. Uh, you obviously still have to work. I, I think Bud's Creek's a great great track for Kenny, but if it is a crazy hot Bud's Creek, uh-huh. then maybe that's and, – and it's Tomac going for a title. Maybe that's the scenario that Osborne or Anderson needs to, to try to get a win. Okay, all right. Do you think it will happen, or would you put the odds against it? Oh, man, I don't know. That's tough. Um, I would say it's like uh, 80-20. 80% it doesn't happen, 20% it does. Okay, yeah. I think, I, I think I'd go with you on yeah. that. All right. Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. No, it's fine. Um, uh, and how's Dean feeling? How, how are we looking for Dean Wilson? Uh, just, you know, he's still healing up. I think he's still finding more speed every day. Um, you know, it just, it seems like it's, uh, it just takes time to get back into the, to the sequence of these things as much as you, as much as you think it wouldn't. Um, it just does. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, look, good thing for Dino is, is he really accomplished what he needed to accomplish this year. He came into the year as a privateer and now he's a factory rider again right. in 2020. So, so good for him on there. And he's, you know, he's got a lot of off season stuff planned. So, um, I think it's just smart for him to try to get through the rest of the year, get in some top tens, and build himself up over the off season again, and try to come out at Anaheim and, and yep. be a top five guy. Uh, the news broke on the break again. Cole Seeley announces retirement. I found the timing a little odd, but we did all think that this was going to be it. Um, thoughts on Seeley hanging it up? Man, I, I honestly don't know Cole very well, so uh, I don't know. But, um, you know, he's been through a lot of tough injuries, right? So uh, I, I could see that playing a big part in his head. Um, I don't know what his situation was with Honda. I'm pretty sure they were happy with him, and they might have considered him, you know, bringing him back mm-hmm. if he wanted to race. But but in his head, I think he knows that if he doesn't want to want to do it, and it, it's probably dangerous to continue to do it. So, so yeah, he, he, he turned a very, you know, he was – I would say not. He was an unlikely career. I would yeah, say, right. For sure. I mean, for he sure. was on Suzuki. That Suzuki at Bud's Creek that mud day in in '09. I th- I think that was, or um, and uh, and and he became a 450 Supercross winner. I mean, so he really he really did very well for himself. I thought so. Kudos to a cool, you know, good career. Yeah. For sure. P- podium 250 and 450 outdoors. One 250 yeah. and 450 Supercross. You know, 
So yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at all across across the ranges and, and across the disciplines, you know. So, um, who gets that spot? Then that's obviously the big question. Joey Savacci's in the leading leading uh, spot to get JGR or Honda, I would think. Um, or there's been talk about moving Brayton over uh, on the Honda thing. What's your take on that? Yeah, I just don't think it's a priority for Honda really to fill that spot. Um, they have, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're cons- trying to save a bit of money for some other things that are happening. Um, and uh, Kenny's their priority, right? Like they, Honda is a company that wants to win. They want to win. And, um, yeah, they do have Brayton they can pull over. You mm-hmm. know, they have Craig they can pull over once his suspension's up. Um, so I just don't think it's their priority. I would guess Savachi ends up at JGR is my guess. So yep. I really have no idea if they'll if uh, who they would hire and and, I, and if it would be a full time guy. I would kind of I would guess it'd be more of a rotating chair over at Honda next year. Be crazy if they did that, but it's but when you start thinking about it, it's not a bad idea. It's really not. It's not a terrible idea. You put Craig on one side, um, you know, put some, put Sexton on the other, like they've been talking about outdoors. Go with Craig. You know, um, it's not a you know it's, it's not a bad idea at all. And and when you look at it from the business side, it's smart. Um, you know, yeah, financially, hiring another guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're going to spend another two hundred, three hundred grand on hiring another guy when you have other yep. guys on the Honda payroll that you yep. can plug in. And Craig's a great four fifty rider. So yep. um, you just need a yeah, top ten. You have Kenny. You just need some top tens. That's what you need for your other guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Kenny is the focus, right? Right. Like they they want to win races with Kenny. There is nobody else they can hire that can win a race. Um, so yep. yeah, I just I just don't think it's their top priority. And I could see it being Savachi and Reed at JGR, and then when Reed packs it in after Supercross, they'll Fast Freddy will be lurking around there. There you go. Sure, I right? can see that. Yeah, yeah, that, that would make that makes uh, good sense to me. Uh, John, what's going on, man? How are you? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Hey guys, how are we doing today? Good. Uh, yeah, quick. Pretty stoked to be going to the race this weekend. Looking cool. forward to it. For some reason, I kind of, kind of thinking Marvin might uh, might show, and but definitely uh, agree with Ferrandis uh, in, in the uh, yeah. two fifty class. Uh, and just a quick note: uh, use that. You guys, uh, I think you guys put out a Polar code, and I wanted to say thanks for that. Uh, I was able to get uh, three units. It's a twenty percent off. Code, yeah. So that was really awesome. No, that's awesome. Those guys uh, are great. The code is Moto X. Everybody, all caps at Polar for watches, heart rate yeah, monitors, or, or little computers for your bikes. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. I got two M400s and uh, one 200 for my uh, my daughter. Cool. But uh, anyway, yeah. So uh, as far as uh, I was listening to the Zacco podcast, the Shifting Gears podcast the other day, he had uh, Caleb Russell yeah. on there. And uh, during that pod, uh, it was an awesome pod, uh, by the way. But actually, Caleb's talking about doing a little more moto. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I was just kind of wondering, you know, I mean, he's an awesome rider, man. So I'm just wondering, you know, where do you guys think he slots in if he starts doing some moto? Where's he gonna, where's he gonna fit in? I don't know. What do you think, Paul? I mean, obviously he came out of Unadilla, but it was muddy. But he was damn good. <laughs> Caleb Russell was. He was, uh, he was yeah. awesome at Unadilla. I mean, wasn't he fighting for a podium? I think yeah. he ended up sick. But, yeah. Um, in that moto, and then the second moto didn't go well, or got hurt. I don't know where but... he could do though. Like all things equal, I don't know. I mean, he, he's such an elite talent when it comes to fitness, yeah. right? So I, I, I think speed-wise, those top five, six, they, I mean, this is their full-time job for their whole – you can't expect him to beat those guys. But just on pure talent and his speed is fine. I mean, I think he's he's a top-ten guy outdoors because he's just so fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there we go. I Pretty mean, awesome. I, I think he's a 7-12 to 12 guy. Cool. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, John. All right. Thanks, guys. No problem. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Paul. We appreciate that coming on. Good luck with the ACL uh, physical therapy coming back from that. So um, yeah. that's that's gonna suck balls. It's not easy. These no. things suck. I, the last time I did it, I was fifteen. It seemed a lot easier back then. Yeah, imagine that, right? Imagine that. <laughs> uh, thanks for the time, man, on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Right, see you. That's Paul Parabinos, everybody. By the way, the Pulpamex Fantasy Podcast, uh, we'll be recording it in about an hour from now. So uh, it'll be up here shortly for Pulpamex Fantasy users. Uh, and uh, we're picking back up. Three rounds left to go on Pulpamex Fantasy. So thank you to uh, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thank you, Get 100%, Max's Tires. And across Pro Taper, thank you, Jason Wygant. And uh, thanks, uh, Paul Parabinos, coming on. Tits. Please enjoy the taser. Oh, I will. Taser life. I need social media posts. Taser life. Yeah. As soon as I get out on that trail, you can be sure they'll be flooding uh, in. Your life is about to change. Oh, it already has. See you next week, everybody. Mm-hmm.